Hey everyone, Chad here, coming to you hot and heavy from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Forget about it. Okay, I have no idea what any of that just meant. Jumping in, I'll start with a little riddle. A man drops dead in the middle of a field. There is no other creature in the field with him, and he was not thirsty, and he was not hungry. If he had opened his backpack, he would have lived. What's in the backpack? Noodle on that for just a little while I move on. I have two quotes for today's theme. What we achieve inwardly will change outer reality. That is from Plutarch. And then number two, success is a lousy teacher. It seduces smart people into thinking that they can't lose. Mr. Bill Gates. Okay, subject matter for today comes from the book Ego is the Enemy, written by the amazing Ryan Holiday. Ryan's bio on the back of the book states the following. Ryan Holiday is a strategist and writer. He dropped out of college at 19 to apprentice under Robert Greene, author of The 48 Laws of Power, and later served as the director of marketing for American Apparel. His company, Brass Check, has advised clients like Google, Taser, and Complex, as well as many prominent best-selling authors. Holiday has written four previous books, most recently, The Obstacle is the Way, which has been translated into 17 languages and has a cult following among NFL coaches, world-class athletes, TV personalities, political leaders, and others around the world. He lives on a small ranch outside Austin, Texas. I first heard of Ryan Holiday on the Tim Ferriss Show, and one of the things that I distinctly remember is him talking about these two tattoos that he got on on each of his arms um, as a constant reminder to him of sort of his philosophies for life. One said the obstacle is the way, the other said ego is the enemy, which I think is... uh, I think that's pretty funny considering that not only are they his philosophies for life, but he turned them both into really amazing books. Um, I actually read The Obstacle Was the Way first and was just insanely blown away. So much so that I bought my entire team a copy of the book for Christmas. Um, so Ryan Holiday, pretty rad dude. He's a little younger than me, which makes me uber jealous of all of the success he's had in not only corporate America, but um, in, in all of the great books that he's, he's written so far, you can check out more on Ryan via his website, www.ryanholiday.net, where you can subscribe to his newsletter, check out his reading list, read his blog, etc. I am actually on his, uh, reading list email. He sends out, um, basically all of his recommended literature. I have to admit that this guy reads beyond belief and is very hard to keep up with. Okay, jumping in. The book is divided into three sections. Section one is called Aspire, section two is called Success, and section three is called Failure. This excerpt comes from section one, Aspire. The chapter is entitled Restrain Yourself. And just to provide some context, Ryan is examining Jackie Robinson. And if you're not familiar with Jackie Robinson, he was the first African-American baseball player in the United States. And um, really, Ryan is taking a look at the brutal treatment that he had to withstand to the book we go. When Branch Rickey, the manager and owner of the Brooklyn Dodgers, scouted Jackie to potentially become the first black player in baseball, he had one question. Do you have the guts? I'm looking, Rickey told him. For a ball player with the guts not to fight back. 
In fact, in their famous meeting, Ricky play-acted the abuse that Robinson was likely to experience if he accepted Ricky's challenge, a hotel clerk refusing him a room, a rude waiter in a restaurant, an opponent shouting slurs. This, Robinson assured him, he was ready to handle. There were plenty of players Ricky could have gone with, but he needed one who wouldn't let his ego block him from seeing the bigger picture. As he started in baseball's farm system, then in the pros, Robinson faced more than just slights from service staff or reticent players. There was an aggressive, coordinated campaign to libel, boo, provoke, freeze out, attack, maim, or even kill. In his career, he was hit by more than 72 pitches, nearly had his Achilles tendon taken out by players who aimed their spikes at him, and that says nothing of the calls he was cheated out of and the breaks of the game that didn't go his way. Yet, Jackie Robinson held to his unwritten pack with Ricky, never giving in to explosive anger, however deserved. In fact, in nine years in the league, he never hit another player with his fist. And jumping ahead and sort of around a little bit here, just because it's so insightful. It doesn't matter how talented you are, how great your connections are, how much money you have. When you want to do something, something big and important and meaningful, you will be subjected to treatment ranging from indifference to outright sabotage. Count on it. In this scenario, ego is the absolute opposite of what is needed. Who can afford to be jerked around by impulses or believe that you're God's gift to humanity or too important to put up with anything you don't like? Those who have subdued their ego understand that it doesn't degrade you when others treat you poorly. It degrades them. Up ahead, there will be slights, dismissals, little FUs, one-sided compromises. You'll get yelled at. You'll have to work behind the scenes to salvage what should have been easy. All this will make you angry. This will make you want to fight back. This will make you want to say, I am better than this and I deserve more. Instead, you must do nothing. Take it, eat it until you're sick, endure it, quietly brush it off and work harder. Play the game, ignore the noise. For the love of God, do not let it distract you. Restraint is a difficult skill, but a critical one. You will often be tempted. You will probably even be overcome. No one is perfect with it, but try, we must. It is a timeless fact of life that the up and coming must endure the abuses of the entrenched. Robinson was 28 when he started with the Dodgers, and he'd already paid plenty of dues in life as both a black man and a soldier. Still, he was forced to do it again. It's a sad fact of life that new talents are regularly missed, and even when recognized, often underappreciated. The reasons always vary, but it's a part of the journey. And just because I found this part to be so amazingly profound, I am going to jump towards the end of the book. In any case, I wanted to conclude this book with the idea that has underpinned all of what you've just read, that it's admirable to want to be a better businessman or businesswoman, better athlete, better conquerors. We should want to be better informed, better off financially. We should want, as I've said a few times in this book, to do great things. I know that I do, but no less impressive an accomplishment, being better people, being happier people, being balanced people, being content people, being humble and selfless people, or better yet, all of these traits together. And what is most obvious but most ignored is that perfecting the personal regularly leads to success as a professional, but rarely the other way around. 
working to refine our habitual thoughts, working to clamp down on destructive impulses. These are not simply the moral requirements of any decent person. They will make us more successful. They will help us navigate the treacherous waters that ambition will require us to travel. And they are also their own reward. Okay, a couple of quick takeaways for me personally. One, there will be critics and you will be criticized when you act on your ambition. Remove the ego, remove the noise, and focus on you and your work. If you are in that boat right now and you are finding yourself having a very difficult time restraining those inner emotions that just make you want to burst out and lose control, try your best to keep focused on the effort at hand and remove that noise, that baggage it is doing nothing for you. And with regards to his sentiment at the end of the book, I too have always been a believer in the correlation between professional success and strong personal character. For me personally, I think of it in three phases. Build your foundation, establish your presence, and execute with excellence. Building your foundation is working on your personal traits and character. Establishing your presence is exposing yourself to the areas of life that you want to excel in and being a sponge of all information available. This could be going to college, moving to a certain area where there's a dominant industry, could be taking lessons, reading books, listening to podcasts, etc. And then executing with excellence is taking what you have learned and figuring out how to apply it in the most efficient and effective way possible, basically becoming a master of your capabilities. Okay, so coming back to the book, the insights in the book are countless and priceless. If you are someone who struggles to find something wrong with yourself, (laughs) you may want to pick up a copy. If someone you know could benefit from a little bit of humility, this may be a good book for you to gift to that person, although the title in and of itself will probably give them a little ego check. They won't even have to read it. Um, I was a little bit tempted to tie in my personal experience with wanting to look good naked here because it kind of fit well, but I'm going to save that for another episode as to not push the boundaries of your precious time. So I'll end with two quotes. Try not to become a man of success, but rather try to become a man of value. That is from Albert Einstein. And last but not least, the world is changed by your example, not by your opinion. And of course, the answer to the riddle from the beginning, a man drops dead in the middle of a field. There is no other creature in the field with him, and he was not thirsty or hungry. If he had opened his backpack, he would have lived. What's in the backpack? It's a parachute, hence the clue word of drops dead in a field. That's it. Thanks for taking the time to listen. If you enjoyed, please keep stopping back. You can visit my website at www.com mayrocky5.com that's m-e-r-a-k-i the number five.com mayrocky is a greek word that means to put soul to put love soul and creativity into all that you do five are the principles for which my blog my work my vision for living a life is founded upon more on that later mayrocky5.com is where you can find all relevant links to previous podcasts i'll put all the links from this podcast out there so you can have those for easy reference If you're just checking me out for the first time, I recommend that you listen to my first podcast called Rogue Warrior about Richard Marcinko. Richard. Oh, Richard. 
Richard is an amazingly fascinating person who was the man that the U.S. Navy put in charge of creating and leading SEAL Team 6. He wrote a book on his, expo- on his experiences called Rogue Warrior. I just love saying that. I think that's why I keep recommending this episode because I just love saying Rogue Warrior. I took an excerpt from the book that I found to be wildly entertaining and I think that you will enjoy. So check it out. Thanks again.